Hi, welcome to the podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Let us start conversation on Unit 23 Education, Social Commitment versus Commodification. And our topic is Commodification of Education. In the previous two units of this block, we have discussed the issues of the privatization and trade in education through the General Agreement on Trade in Services gates of the WTO. We have also discussed the emerging socio-economic context of globalization, proliferation of information and communication technology, emergence of knowledge economy, which have in one way or the other contributed towards commodification of education. In the era of globalization, social commitment for education cannot be seen only as the commitment of the state and to be fulfilled by the state alone. The interventions of the international agencies, civil societies and that of the private players in education are to be taken into consideration as a social reality. Simultaneously, the revolution in the information and communication technologies has made a tremendous impact on education. In this complex situation, the state should not remain a passive observer to the market takeover of education. Rather, the state should commit itself to provide quality education not only through the conventional means as and where absolutely necessary, but also through all advanced means to match the knowledge requirements of society. Hence, there is a need to reformulate the educational policy in India. Now, let us move to the next point emerging thirst on educational reforms. Societies in India are undergoing rapid process of social transformation specifically caused by planned development of the economy and industrialization in 1950s, the Green Revolution in 1960s and 70s, introduction of structural adjustment programs in 1990s and penetration of ICTs and in 1990s and thereafter. In response to these transformations, education needs to meet the emerging requirements of the society. Against this backdrop, educational reforms has been a serious concern in India. The committees and the commissions on education, for example, Radha Krishnan Commission on Higher Education, 1948-49, Lakshman Swami. Madhliar Committee on Secondary Education 1952-53, the Kothari Commission 1964-66, National Policy on Education 1986 etc. have made significant recommendations pertaining to universalization of elementary education, vocationalization of secondary education and to strengthen the higher education. However, most of these goals were not achieved due to the slow and haphazard and half-hearted implementation of the plan of action, decline in the allocation of resources to higher education, inadequate infrastructure and lack of coordination among various bodies. 
Now let us move to the next point the policy framework for educational reforms in India a guide to commodification. In the wake of implementation of the structural adjustment program proliferation of ICT based knowledge economy in India the government appointed a committee to suggest a framework for educational reforms in India. The policy framework for reforms in education known as the Ambani Billa report highlights some of the crucial state of education in India. This report initially recognizes that education has become even more vital in the new world of information. Knowledge is rapidly replacing raw materials and labor as the most critical input for survival and success. Knowledge has become new asset. More than half of the GDP in the major OECD countries is now knowledge based. About two thirds of the future growth of world GDP is expected to come from knowledge led business. According to this report, India's education system is highly skewed. Her literacy rates are not only low but also highly skewed on gender, state-wise spread and urban rural spread. While highlighting educational divides in India, this report empathetically points out that as the larger world embraces the information age, the world of the education in India encompasses different worlds that live side by side. One world includes only a fortunate few with access to modern institutions, computers, internet access and expensive overseas education. A second world wants to maintain the status quo, teachers, administrators, textbook publishers, students all have reasons to prefer things to remain as they are or change only gradually. The third world struggles with fundamental issues such as no books, wrong books, teachers desperately in need of training, teachers with poor commitment, rote learning of irrelevant material, classroom with 100 students, dirty floors and no toilets. India cannot hope to succeed in the information age on the back of such three disparate World. According to this report, as the developed world moves to for, forging an information society funded on education, India cannot remain behind as a non-competitive labor-oriented society. It suggests as against this backdrop that it is imperative for India is to raise standards of the vast majority with poor education, break the education sector free from its inertia and forge a society that places knowledge as the cornerstone of its development. Thus the vision for education in India would be to create a competitive yet cooperative knowledge-based society. Towards this endeavor, this report has suggested several strategies. 
provide quality primary education facilities to every citizen of India, preferably within a distance of one kilometer from his residence. Provide and support the private sector in the establishment of high quality secondary education facilities in every taluka. Integrate education with information and communication technologies. Market India as a destination for affordable high quality education. The government should establish an education development fund for primary and literacy education with donations to this fund exempted from income tax. Government should also progressively reduce the funding for universities and make them adopt the route of self-sufficiency. Concurrently, a credit market for private finance of cost of higher education should be developed. A private university bill should be legislated to encourage establishment of new private universities in the fields of science and technology and management. Existing centers of excellence should be encouraged to establish international centers to attract overseas students. Foreign direct investment in education should be allowed to begin with limited to the science and technology and management areas. All political parties should come to an understanding that they will keep away from universities and educational institutions. Any form of political activity on campuses of universities and educational institutions should be banned. And regional engineering colleges must be provided autonomy and resources and facilities must be upgraded. According to this report, the education sector in India needs a revolution that embraces information and communication technology, fosters freedom and innovations and induces a market-oriented competitive environment which is vital for progress and prosperity in the information era. Here we wind up this conversation and thank you so much for choosing this podcast.